0: fierce fan media that's about all you got in you about all i got good evening everybody welcome to the weekly wind down i am jackie d the literary lesbian
1: i'm stacy the new age old school mom
0: i'm julie what am i i'm julie the so lipstick lesbian i was like are you having an existential crisis of some kind <laughs> like who am i but like fundamentally <laughs> 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 like as a person who am i Okay. Um, Listen, I'm I'm drinking Menage a Trois. It has been a week. It
1: really has. It it has has been been a fucking week. Yeah, the longest week. What's Menage a Trois? It's wine. Yeah. Sounds nice. I'm drinking Unruly Peanut. Wait, Unruly Rampant? No, it's Chardonnay. I'm
0: drinking nothing because I'm at work um excuses excuses i know menage a trois actually has a really cool like winery in napa um it's one of the few places where you can like bring your own shit and hang out and like the tasting is really cheap or i mean it was a few years ago when we went i I don't know if it still is but it's like a good place to meet at the beginning and at the end because they have nice bathrooms and they don't have like a time limit. It's not like you have 35 minutes to taste your four wines, then you got to go. So it's a it's a cool winery. Oh, places really have time limits. No, but I'm like, you know, how when you make a reservation, they're like, it's an hour and 15 ah, minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Napa's
1: is too bougie for me.
0: It's gotten real bougie.
1: Yeah. And expensive.
0: Hell I'm only $35 expensive. to taste wine. Like, that's crazy. We go to Napa if people are visiting and they've always wanted to go to Napa, then... Yeah. Yeah, I'll, get that. I'll go to Napa. But I don't go there to go wine tasting for sure. $35 yeah. for how many tastes? It depends. Usually four or five.
1: Yeah, and it's like, a, it's a shot. It's not even, you know... Like a, like a, a glass of, of wine. It's not a whole glass of wine. It's like, just a taste.
0: I just b y o b and hang out on their pretty little areas exactly. that is expensive. You're more of a, a thirty five
1: dollars. I'm gonna buy a thirty five dollars bottle of wine and drink the whole thing,
0: yeah, yeah. there's some like hidden gems in Napa, but if you're going to any of the big wineries, it's an, it's insane. You're much better off going to like Lodi or Livermore has some decent ones. Just depends on how far you want to go. I mean yeah. Napa is pretty. You know, it's it's not great weather, not $35 for a little taste. Pretty agreed. All right, you guys want to talk about uh Trump's mugshot? Obviously, I wasn't expecting it to be so bad. Like, I I was like, oh, he's gonna you know take a regular mugshot. I'm like, I look at mugshots all day long because of my job, and I was not expecting that bad of a
1: mugshot. (laughs) so angry
0: yeah he looks it's like maybe the best mugshot he's going up here for sure oh mugshot. yeah <laughs> he
1: has to go on your wall he yeah. has to
0: i'm like get out of here that that mugshot is like can we talk about his bond here's what i'm confused about him and all of his people here's what confused me so their bonds ranged from two hundred thousand dollars down to ten thousand dollars. And then the Black People for Trump guy didn't get a bond at all for some reason. He has to stay in there. And okay, so with a bond, you can either pay 10% to a bondsman and then you don't get your money back, or you can pay the full amount of the bond to the jail and get your money back after court is completed. Why would Donald Trump not do that? right i'm so confused why he went through this bond and the bond company hey good for them they made fucking bank yesterday off of all those people or than whatever it was yesterday the day before off yesterday off of all those people turning themselves in and doing that but why they all have a bunch of money why wouldn't you pay it knowing you're going to get it back when it's all complete
1: Maybe it's a, it's like a show for him. He's like, Oh, I don't even care. Just pay the minimum amount. It's just whatever.
0: Well, every bond is cash surety. Surety is using a bondsman. You can always pay cash. The court wants you to be able to pay cash. You can yeah, always you can yeah. always pay cash. Yeah. And I'm, so, the, I'm so his confused.
1: bond was only like two hundred thousand. Yeah, his bond was right.
0: It's not like he was two million or ten million, yeah. which he could still afford. Yeah. Especially knowing he's going to get it back. I'm like, why would you pay $20,000 $20, for nothing when you could have paid the whole thing and gotten it back at the end of it?
1: I don't know. Because he's that dumb.
0: You would think his attorneys would know, though. Right. Or they would have at least been smart enough to contact the bond company and say, hey, what are, are there other options? Who knows? He's a piece of shit. Uh-huh. I want to know
1: why they don't weigh them. Like, you can just put any amount, like, that you weigh. You should get weighed when you get your mugshot done so that you can put an accurate weight.
0: I think it's kind of like a driver's license. Like, we never weighed anybody.
1: I know. I feel like no. if you're, like, being booked for jail, like, being booked, like, you should get
0: weighed and have an accurate number. You shouldn't just get to be like,
1: oh, I'm totally 215.
0: Yeah. It's just he's so DeLulu. Like, does he think that other people don't know anyone who's 215? Yeah, right. to like compare him to? He could have at least put down like 260. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he put such a low number that everyone's just making fun of him. Like right. if he had put 260, I'd, I would probably be like, Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've never actually seen him in person. You know, people seem bigger on TV than Right. They do in real life, but there's no way that dude is two fifteen. Right, on his, his driver's three? license. His not driver's his license is really old, and day. that's what it says. Not on his yeah. best fucking day is he two fifteen, and not on no. his best fucking day is he 6'3". I thought no. that too. I'm like, like, get out of here, bro! Like, no, 6'3"? Donald Trump
1: tall.
0: I do think he's six foot which is already tall, like the average height for uh, a U.S. male is five foot nine. That is the average. So six foot is already tall. Like why six? And that's so easily disprovable because they show him next to pictures of like Justin Trudeau, who's six two and he's a little bit shorter. Obama, who's six three and he's a little bit shorter. Like it just it doesn't. The shit this man lies about just blows my mind. I think he's probably like six one maybe i don't know it's just it's he lies about shit that's so easily disprovable that ends up making him a laughing stock you're definitely not six three two fifteen sweetheart okay there's no way like get out of here bro (laughs) when i went into the navy i am six foot when i went into the navy i weighed 185 pounds there's no way donald trump only had 30 pounds on me when i went into the military like it's just not it's not feasible no no oh my god this guy but i do want to talk i know you guys didn't watch him you don't really care but i i believe that our listeners are probably interested in the debate. No, I want to know bit.
1: because I didn't watch it. I need to know what's going on. I'm like, Tell yeah, no, I care.
0: I, but but you're going to have to educate because I, I didn't. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing because there's a ton of like commentary out there on it. It was a shit show. Like no one would actually take a shot at Donald Trump. It it was Chris Christie who the whole reason that people. So in order to get on a debate stage, you have to qualify um and you have to qualify each time there's a debate before the primaries and what you need to qualify is people have to one donate to you there has to be a certain number of donations doesn't matter if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars there has to be a certain number of people who donated it and i think it's like fifty thousand or something and you need a certain number of of signatures saying that they want to see you on the debate stage so there was a lot of people because chris christie has been on this rampage since Donald Trump gave him COVID of, you know, railing against him. There was a lot of Democrats that donated to Christie to get him on that debate stage because he went on and on and on about how he was going to call Donald Trump out and he was going to hold him accountable and all all this shit. He gets up there. He says one thing about Trump, gets booed and doesn't say a fucking thing about him the rest of the night. Yeah, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And then you have Mike Pence... Who who just uh, this man? (laughs) They were chanting to hang him on January first of twenty twenty. That that was one of the things that was going on with with those rioters that stormed the Capitol. They they wanted they were searching Mike Pence out to literally hang him. They had nooses up with dummies in it with the name Pence on it because they thought. Pence could overturn the election on his own accord, even though that's not how the constitution works. But, and he's up there trying to gain their support. It was just, it was kind of wild. And then you have Vivek uh, Ramachadi, who he's like this tech guy. He's kind of coming out of nowhere. He's young. He's got a ton of money. Um, He has his own plane. He's unemployed right now. So he's just like, he's got nothing else to do but run. Um, he seems to have really honed in on the evangelical, uh, euphemisms and phrasings, even though he's a practicing Hindu, which I don't fully understand what he's doing. Um, and then Ron DeSantis, who thank God this man is just essentially impersonating a person like he has no charisma He has no um, capability of talking in front of people. Did you guys see that uh, meme I sent you where he's like trying to smile? He's all, "Eh." Yeah. Like it looks
1: like grinding his teeth really bad. What was that
0: about? I don't know. The only one on the entire debate stage who I thought was worth a shit was Nikki Haley. Um, Nikki Haley is the ex uh, governor of South Carolina and then she joined the Trump administration to serve as a UN ambassador. So, um, which you can tell when she speaks now, she learned a lot during her time as a UN ambassador during dealing with like foreign relations and international diplomacy and like, um, and she's the only one that actually stood up there and, and told some really hard truths that the rest of them weren't willing to share. Um, like she pointed out the fact that, It's not President Biden that uh, put us into such a huge recession. Trump spent eight trillion dollars and the Republicans who were in office approved all of it, earmarked it like you're complaining about the deficit we have now. You can blame the Republicans. She talked about. Abortion and how it's incredibly unfair that nine unelected people decided the fate of women's health care, and that there's common sense abortion laws that we can all agree on. And she kind of went through them, saying, you know, I think we can all agree that you know we need access to contraceptives and we need, um, you know, it, but that a doctor if they don't believe in abortion shouldn't have perform them. Like those kind of things that, like, I don't necessarily know if I believe that, but hey, if that was the case that kept abortion legal, I would. I'm willing to give on some of these points, you know? Yeah, um, She talked about the fact that it is good that we're um, financially supporting Ukraine because Ukraine is like the last line of defense. Cause Putin has already said that if he, if he takes Ukraine, he's going after Poland and the Baltics next, which then is world war three because they are part of our alliances and we would go to war with them. So she was like, you can all stand up here and, and and talk shit about Biden for sending money, but it's good diplomacy. Like, It's exactly what we should be doing to protect American lives. It was just refreshing. The problem with Nikki Haley is she says certain things depending on who she's in front of. So although I found all of that really refreshing and I was like, okay, we actually have like a kind of common sense Republican who has a, a few moderate views that I could like get behind. Um, not behind, like, I'm going to vote for her, but like, it wouldn't be so terrifying if she was elected. You don't know what yeah. she's going to say when she gets in front of the next news camera. And then you had Vivek up there talking about how climate change is a hoax, even though we're literally drowning in it every fucking day. And what pisses me, what pissed me off the most about that so they were answering some of their questions were from like young conservative voters. So this is the people they're trying to get to vote for them. And this young white guy was on a recorded message and he was just like, this is the most crushing issue of our time. I wanna know what, um, if you are nominated, if you are elected to be president, what you're gonna do to combat climate change to slow the progress until we like the technology reaches the point where we can actually do something about it. And his response was climate change is a hoax and it's like how can how is actually heating up (laughs) in the year of the barbie movie can you say something like that like it's just it's wild to me that this is what's still what they're clinging on to and then step the fuck outside right it's just (laughs) but it's it's like that delusion is terrifying because this is what they're saying in debates why is climate change political I don't get it. It's fucking science. Mm-hmm. Why who like who made it political? Um it became really political back well they made it political because in order to combat climate change, you have to cut back on oil and coal. Uh. And to cut back on oil and coal, you have a lot of big money lobbyists that push against that that donate millions and millions and millions of dollars not just to republicans to politicians in general like i'm not it it is across the board they donate but they really globbed onto the republicans and got them to start pushing a false narrative that yeah i mean maybe but you know it was gonna happen anyway maybe we're speeding it up but like what do you expect us to do like and then it just blooms from there this whole, like, but, and then as the liberals, like, latched onto it and were like, holy shit, we need to do something to save the planet. The more the liberals were for it, the more the conservatives were against it.
1: But mm. the same thing with COVID. Like, COVID yeah. turned political, too, totally. even though that's just science. And it should be Yeah, It turned into a, a huge, you know, Republican versus Democrat thing because they think that it's fake and we're all getting some kind of weird injection that, you know, isn't real.
0: That no other vaccine had ever had that much of it. You got polio. You got fucking smallpox shots. You got fucking measles and mumps and rubella and chickenpox shots. No one gives a shit. But all of a sudden, COVID is a step too far. And they did it with abortion, too. When abortion was initially legalized back in the 1970s, it was supported by the Catholic Church. Like, Not necessarily the act of abortion, but like, hey, politicians should probably stay out of this and women and their doctors should decide how this is going to be handled it right. it wasn't made political until newt gingrich needed to be elected and, and globbed on to the first of the culture wars which happened to be abortion like and then you saw it spiral out of control then it, it shifted into women's health care into why should we give you the option to murder babies to women need to carry their rapist child to full term like it, it just spiraled into like this absolute fucking culture war same thing with the gays why do you give a shit what a tax paying citizen does if they're entering into a legally binding contract with another tax paying consulting adult why do you give a fuck culture Uh, wars they just they they blew up and climate change is caught up in that unfortunately for all of us and our children and their children yeah and they get rich off of it because you have so much of like the common sense world saying that like 90, I think it's like 98% of scientists agree that like humans are absolutely contributing to climate change. Yes, the world shifts. Yes, these things happen. We are speeding it up at a rate that has never taken place before. So if you're in that 2%, you're going to get paid a shit ton of money to come and speak at things because there's only a handful of you. So I don't know if they actually believe it or not, or it's just making them fucking rich. But I hate to tell you assholes this, no amount of money is going to protect you when the fucking world's on fire. I have a question, Jax. If Donald Trump is still dealing with his legal stuff, like if he's still under indictment, can he legally still run? Yep, he can still legally yep. be president. He's gonna fucking win. I I fear because all of this publicity is just heightening up the Trumpers. Like it's just bound. It's just bringing them all together in fucking to show their support yeah Yeah. it's like just bringing them all together to support each other and to rally for something and now once he's president he can't like release himself from the charges right he can't pardon himself because the president only has pardon power over federal crimes and he's being charged in the state of georgia He's going to be like the first president in history to go to the federal penitentiary. Yeah, the reason the reason he can actually continue to run and actually be elected into the presidency is because there's nothing in the Constitution that covers this because the four, the founding fathers never considered it. uh, They assume that people would have enough common sense not to vote for someone who's sitting in prison. You would think. or Or has the potential of sitting in prison. Part of the problem yeah. is, and you, you can see it happening, It it's the development of their own ecosystem. And we've talked about this on here before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but their version of reality doesn't actually exist in the real world. But they're spoon-fed a ton of bullshit. Like, Trump went on Tucker Carlson's, I don't know, Twitter show, or what are they now, X, or whatever the fuck it is, the same night as the debates to pull ratings, which, I don't know, well, obviously you guys didn't watch any of that, but it was fucking painful, It was absolutely painful. And he he was going on and on about um, you know, how Democrats are beasts that need to be like killed. And then he was like, Well, not all of them. Like I would I'd be president for everybody, but you know, some of them are like awful. And uh, but he they they talk about how like Joe Biden can't form a coherent sentence and there's no way that he can be, you know, elected again and blah, blah, blah. And these people don't. Do any of their own like my opinions are formed of Trump because I've watched Trump talk and say things that are absolutely deplorable. Like no one spoon fed that to me; I watched him do it. But they don't watch Harris or or Biden actually do any talking. They watch it in the in this version that's put through filters and and commentary and and all of the shit that's on there. Like I watched this one one guy debunk. There was this. I don't know if you guys watched this. There was like this political hack job going around a few weeks ago about like Biden um sneaking up behind this little boy and like kissing him without his consent. And I didn't see that. These Republicans were like fucking feral over it. Absolutely feral. When I went on to AP, the Associated Press, and looked up the original article that this was from. They pulled this picture of Joe Biden with his hand on this boy, kissing his cheek. It's his grandson at his son's funeral. like oh, Wow. And it was the little boy, it was his dad that had died. So they caught him like he was grabbing him from the back and he was like whispering into his ear and the kid was like crying so he was like pushing by, I don't think he was really pushing by now because he didn't like walk away from him but he's like seven. He was yeah, in tears like. crying and like I, I the, the, the fucking lengths these people will go to is just Unbelievable. So this man can't even console his grieving seven-year-old grandson after his father died? Like, you're going to twist it into pedophilia? Like, it, that is sick. it's just, it's wild yeah. to me. It makes me so where angry. Do you, where do you draw the line? Where It's got to be somewhere before that. Yeah. you would, <laughs> oh. And Tucker Carlson was telling Trump that, like, do you think the Democrats are gonna kill you? Do you think they're gonna try and assassinate you? Kind of thing. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing right now? Like, how is this? It it was just it was painful to surprised. watch. To be honest with you, that nobody's fired any shots. I am kind of surprised. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's well not- he, he set it up that like first they tried to impeach you, now they're trying to indict you. So when you do win this election, what's the next step? Since they haven't been able to take you down, they're going to have to kill you, right? That's how he set it up. Like, oh God, like the martyr thing. Like, look at all these things they've tried and you're still standing. So the only way they're going to be able to stop you is if they assassinate you. He's not, not indicted though. He's indicted like a lot, Mm -hmm. like under multiple But they're saying when he doesn't serve any jail time for it, like that's, that was what Tucker was trying to set up. That's just because he has money. Well that and to be fair securing him in a facility with like the type of security that an ex president gets would be a nightmare. Like what do you do with the secret service?
1: Yeah, he would have to go to some kind of like private
0: he would place get house arrest. Like, yeah. White house arrest. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> <God. laughs> that is It's so- unfortunate though because the only Republican that had any like type of sense to them was Nikki Haley. I do think if she won the nomination and ran against Biden, I think she would win. And I don't think she'll win the nomination because they're so rabid for Trump. Yeah, Because she's so moderate. Like when she speaks, I don't think she actually feels these things, but Nikki Haley's smart. Unlike the rest of them, she knows you can spew all this shit and it doesn't matter. You can be a Republican's favorite, but you have to win the general public. And you're not going to do that with these extremist, like fucking bonkers views. Like you have to be somewhere in the middle if you're going to strip away any of those votes, because we've said it on here before. Who decides elections? Independent voters, independent fucking voters, the ones who voted for uh, Obama, then voted for Trump, then voted for Biden, who who they're not loyal to a party. And if you can sway them and they tend to skew Republican, they, they tend to skew conservative. So if you can win them over with moderate viewpoints where you're like, listen, everybody should be a little pissed off at the, like understanding that we come to, you should be disappointed. You should be disappointed. And that's going to be better for anyone. She's, she could win, but the Republicans won't nominate her because they don't care about winning. They don't actually care about winning. They care about making liberals cry. That's all they fucking care about. Yeah. I don't I don't know what happened to this party. It's definitely not the party that like, our parents were raised in, that's for damn sure.
1: Right. Crazy.
0: So now you're all cut up with your political news. It was a shit show. When's There's the like debate? four more people that were on the debate stage that no one gives a shit about. I'm not even going to talk about them. When's the next debate? It's not for a few months. I like have, watching the debates. They have you- to re-qualify. it it was just, it was a clown car of just nonsense. And, um, it's, uh, Nikki Haley didn't get enough of a spotlight on her because you could see her struggling to talk over men who were just like yelling at each other. She would go to talk and they would start talking and she wouldn't continue her thought. And so she, she really struggled to like pull attention from, any of the dudes who were just screaming at each other yeah but that's something a president of the united states is gonna have to be able to battle i do Mm -hmm. think of everybody up there she's probably the most intelligent and definitely has the most experience with foreign diplomacy which is something we desperately need um like i said i wouldn't vote for her but i wouldn't be like oh we're fucked (laughs) if she won i'd be like well She's definitely not going to set off any nuclear weapons. (laughs) That's that's the one thing we have going. That's the point that we're at now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, are the fish still going to be alive? And are you going to get any nukes sent our way? At least she believes in climate change. Yeah. At least she thinks women should have the right to an abortion.
1: Like, there's some
0: bare minimum, like, of am I worried about... uh, Now, do I think she'd make as big of an impact in in climate fight as a a Democrat? No, I don't. And that that to me is my biggest voting point will always be climate change, at least right now. I swear to God, I would vote for a Republican if they went up there and had a kick ass climate plan. I'd be like, yep, I'm good. I'll vote for you. Um, They just never do because they're still saying it's a hoax. So, yeah, I am a one issue voter, though. Climate change, gun control, those are like my, those are my sticking points. But they're all too scared of Trump. So I don't know why none of them are attacking him, saying like, he can't win. He didn't win. He's a loser. But part of the problem with that is you have 70% of the Republicans that think Trump actually did win the election and it was stolen from him. Yep. Yeah, well, guess what? He just went to jail for spewing that bullshit everywhere yesterday. So get the fuck over it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go around saying that an election that we've been doing for hundreds of years is rigged. Like, no, you can't do that, idiot. He tried to rig it, which is the crazy part. The whole reason he got indicted is because he called the fucking Secretary yeah. of State and asked him to find him ten thousand votes to win Georgia. Like you're in jail for trying to rig the fucking election, you derpy derp. Like I just I, I can't without fuck the cognitive dissonance that these people have to fucking coalesce around is just it's fucking mind boggling to me, and they all believe it. It's like a shared, like you know how everyone like has like a shared memory of something that maybe it's like that Mandela effect thing, right? Like the cornucopia that was in the fruit of the looms or whatever. I swear to God, there was a cornucopia in the fruit of the looms ad when I was young, but maybe not, maybe just so many people believe that and are like, yeah, there definitely was. And I'm like, yeah, I think there fucking was like, I don't know. Cause you can't find the picture of it. (laughs) Cornucopia harmless fucking voter fraud and election rigging? Bad. Didn't he also (laughs) vote Jax for saying for saying that it was rigged? Well, he's so that's one of the, that's not they didn't actually pull that indictment on him because that can easily, not easily but he would have fought the First Amendment that like he can say whatever he wants and can't be in jail for it. The problem with the president saying something like that is people take action when the president Says things like you have a certain amount of inherent trust in authority figures. Like, if a, like you're, you're inciting, a, it's, it's like you're inciting a riot, right. right? So, like, the degree to which you can be held accountable for knowingly making false statements is very different than if he was like, I don't know, maybe it was rigged, who knows? But he was trying to convince people that it was, and then by doing so, he was inciting violence. So that's that's the like sticker of it. They're trying to fight it with the First Amendment, though. Stupid. So stupid, especially the First Amendment doesn't protect you from inciting violence. It just doesn't like if you actually look up the First Amendment and how the law is interpreted via the Supreme Court, I, I can walk in and I can say, wow, I hate your sweatshirt and I'm not going to go to jail. But if I have a group of 10,000 people behind me and I'm like, I hate her sweatshirt and she shouldn't even exist on this planet. And then you end up being killed. My first amendment rights aren't protected. Right. Otherwise, totally makes sense. yeah. Why is a uh, freaking M- Manson in jail? Like he never actually fucking killed anyone. He can't right. people to do it. Like I fully believe Taylor Swift could command an army to like mob someone to death fully For sure. believe 100 yeah. and so could probably beyonce like and then she would be held accountable the same thing they're holding that um we talked about it on here that like girl that was telling her boyfriend just kill yourself kill yourself who cares kill yourself yeah her, the first amendment doesn't protect you in those incidents because you incited violence against somebody else right Trumps snow better yeah I fucking hate that guy so much Anywho, what's been going on in your world?
1: I've had such a busy week. I don't even think I've been on TikTok. Like, what? I've been on for like 10 minutes where I'm like in a waiting room and I'm like, oh, let me browse for a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I have no idea what's going on. I heard Britney Spears got a divorce. Like, didn't she just get married? Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't even looked into that. I don't know why or what's going on with this that. i going to
0: surprise you. I have not either.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> It out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched a movie. Like, usually I can at least talk about a good movie I watched. This week has just been back-to-back shit, so that like I have not caught up on anything. And I also didn't know I was getting on tonight, so I didn't even prepare anything.
0: What about you, Joel? What do you got going on?
1: Um, I'm working right now. What are we talking about? I was I was in the front office. Just what's going on in the world?
0: Well, you know, I was going to ask you to ask some of your listeners if anybody has any advice on how to get birds into my bird feeder because I'm very. Oh, strict. that's right.
1: I think it's too hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I even put a bird
0: bath out there for Did you put shade over it? Yeah, it's got a cover. Hmm. This takes changing some time. Out. And changing out the water. Yeah, I'm like. Is I your ha-
1: window? too reflective maybe they scare they're scared of their reflection
0: put some black paper up behind it like tape some up well I can't see them yeah. well once they start coming then you can take it down that's actually a good idea maybe it is too reflective other than that I've just been working and being very disappointed in my bird feeder are you putting premium nuts in it I did. I got the good food like it has the whole peanuts in it, the whole sunflower seeds, the little green things, all of it. I have a all right. so We've got all these
1: listeners. Somebody write in and say, "How do you how do you yeah. get birds to come to your bird feeder?" We need some tips.
0: Well, cuz cause cuz cause, well, but I do think it is too hot because they used to come right up to the porch and they would build nests on the porch and stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna get a bird feeder because I want them to come to my window. Cause they're right here. And then they're just gone. It's and, then hot, the lawn, bro. and then the and then the long guy came today and sprayed all this killer stuff. And I was like, well there goes <laughs> there goes my birds for probably at least a week.
1: It is also about to be fall. Maybe they fly south.
0: She is I'm south. <laughs>
1: I don't know i'm just
0: guessing she lives yeah. in the thunderdome bitch yeah. <laughs> um, i don't know what's going on but other than that not a whole lot what we we switched my work switch to seven days on seven days off and my seven days on is not like a normal work day like they're like they're like 15 to 18-hour days, seven days in a row. And I'm on my I don't own. understand why you guys wouldn't work like a, a three-on, three-off, three-on, three-off, three-on, three-off. You lose too many clients. People want to keep talking to the same person. You write, you write more with consistency. Mm. Yeah, but
1: then you take seven days off. What do they do during that seven days?
0: Talk to my coworker. Mm. So... But I mean a lot of times like people get it get out within a day or two of talking to you if not the same day. So okay. it's like and then come the new week it just switches you know to my coworker and then the 7 days off is nice. I had 7 days off last week but man the 7 days on I'm just I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm totally exhausted. Yeah, but um let's see what's going on with me. Uh, not a whole lot. What's going on with you, Jax? (laughs) Brutal, getting Lincoln adjusted to kindergarten. Um, there are some parts of raising children that people don't talk about, and it's hard. Hi, Kai. Hola, ladies. Uh, it it has not been easy for him. Um, it has been a lot of crying and yelling, and part of it is well, number one, seven-year-olds, they don't have empathy. Like that doesn't exist to them. It's not a developed skill in them yet. Like they can have sympathy. They can tell you like, oh, do you feel okay? Or I'm sorry, you don't feel well or whatever, but they don't actually have empathy. And if the lack of empathy creates tiny monsters, um, and going from being in like preschool and daycare all day where he had hours of unstructured play to being in like kindergarten, where he's, writing and like learning to read and coloring with zero like it's all structure has been really really hard on him um he's also uh i don't know why it's not because we drive him for it he's a perfectionist um like he gets his homework and he does it the first night like he he's not gonna it's not gonna sit in his backpack he's not gonna wait on it he's done um and (sighs) this week has been the best week. Um, he also went from sleeping at least, uh, a nap time at daycare to not having any naps. So he has been going to bed at eight o'clock every night and he gets up at six 30, but then he does this thing in the morning where like, we can't look at him. We have to close our eyes. We have to do all this shit. And finally we figured out it's because he wants to do it by himself. He wants to feel like he's doing it by himself, but he still wants us there as like a comfort thing. So if we can't see him, he feels like he's a big kid doing it on his own and like we had this absolute meltdown the other night about him taking a bath and i finally figured out it's not that he doesn't want to take a bath he wants to do it himself so that was an exercise in patience that i was not prepared for like watching him try to clean himself um so it's been tough my yeah, poor wife has been in tears be like every day that's good that he's wanting to do all that on his own though i mean right yeah and he doesn't have like the he doesn't realize that's what it is so he doesn't articulate that to us we've just kind of figured it out by the problem with him doing things on his own and stacy can attest to this it takes 10 times as long for them to do it so you would think just put your effing clothes on no this is like this is You think he's a model in fucking Milan the way this kid changes clothes and like (laughs) wants to walk around and and check himself out in the mirror. Like it's, it's wild. He's also started using the F word correctly. So everyone on here has to really curb that when he's around. Where did that come from? I don't know. He told Lex the other day, leave him the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, dang. Mm hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. You gotta get that on video, Jax. No. That is so fantastic. And then when you're like, I heard you, Lincoln, I heard what you said, he goes, I said freaking. And you're like, I swear to God, bro, I'm gonna strangle the shit out of you. And so, like, everything we've read has told us that this is normal and it's more common in boys um and to like do your best to remain calm because what he's also learning right now is how to respond when he's stressed out and he's learning his coping skills and like he's learning all this stuff so the angrier we get the angrier he gets and like it's a vicious cycle so it's, it's really hard for him to be like screaming and crying and just be like i understand that you're really frustrated right now but like, I think telling somebody to leave you the fuck alone when you're stressed out and you need a minute I think that's a great way of communicating your feelings. Well, and that's why you are who you are. That's perfect. It's not. It's that not. was so funny. And then so the, last night was the first time I ever saw him. No, it wasn't last night. It was the night before. He really tried to calm himself down. He told us he just needed a minute and he sat like in the kitchen like with his head down. And after, like, five minutes, he got up, and he was, like, 100% fine. So it's getting better, like, day by day. I feel like
1: your response to things is so – it's such a huge part of parenting. Totally. And it never goes away because you have to be able to have a straight face when they say, oh, shit, for the first time or whatever. And you have to be able to teach them not to – freak out when they're little but then even as they get older you have to keep lines of communication open which was kind of like awkward you know when they're preteens and they come to you and they're like whatever masturbation and you're like you can't be like oh my god you have to completely stay like with no emotion and say oh yeah well that's something everybody does and you know you just have to do it behind closed doors and it's okay and you know and when they come to you and they say you know little Susie got caught in the bathroom vaping and you have to be like oh really that sucks like you have to like stay even keeled and that is one of the hardest parts of parenting because they'll stop
0: coming to you it's the hardest part especially when You're tired, too, because I'll tell you what's exhausting. Staying even keeled when your kid's losing his mind like he hides under the bed. He hides in his closet. He does all this like shit to get out of doing what he wants to do and the yelling and the screaming. And we know exactly when it happens. 730 at night hits and this kid, you cannot reason with him. You can't tell him anything like he's on overdrive at that point and you just have to Like, so we start getting him, we're like, okay, 7.30, it's time to get in bed. We're going to read three books and then you're going to go to sleep, you know, yada, yada. And he's been getting better with it. But if you miss it by like 10 minutes, you may as well kiss the next hour goodbye because he's going to rock your world with the temper tantrums he's going to throw.
1: And structure as far as like routines is so important too. And that's one of the reasons is because... Yeah, you like miss that 10 minute window and everything's different.
0: Yep. He told me the other day, I told him to do something. He was, You're not the boss of me. And I was like, Oh, but I am. I was like, Look around this house, point at something. And he pointed at the TV. I go, I paid for that. <laughs> I go, point at something else. And <laughs> he pointed at Thor. I said, I paid for that. I said, Everything in here is paid for by me and mom. Everything. We are absolutely the boss of you. <laughs> and he was just like, mm. Oh, but these are like, I don't know, man. This is this is the part that no one talks about. Everyone's like, oh my God, enjoy the days. They're gonna go by so fast. And they leave out how long those fucking days are. Like, yeah. They are long. And the reason I'm talking about this on here is please don't mistake it. I love my son. Like. I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world. But I don't think enough people talk about how hard being a freaking parent is. Like, I just, I think by the time your kids are older and they're like into all these things, like you look back with fond memories. And we do that with all relationships, right? Like, you could have a bad relationship and 10 years later you look back and you're like, that wasn't so bad. Like, there's some things about them that I really liked or whatever. So, with kids, it's even worse because you love them so much. But like the day to day of it is hard, especially. If you have a strong-willed little kid, like, this kid is so damn stubborn. He's so stubborn. Like, he's so picky. He's to the point where he he had in his head this pair of underwear he wanted to wear today. And he would not rest until he located this pair of underwear in the house. Mind you, this kid changes his underwear three or four times a day. So keeping underwear clean is damn near impossible. I told him, I was like, they're in the dryer. They're still wet. Show me. I had to show him. He had to feel them. He was like, they're not really wet. And I'm like, they're what? They're going to be real wet when you put them on. They were yeah. like that hot, damp, like whatever. And I was like, if you had told us yesterday, these are the underwear you wanted to wear, they would have been dried today. But no, you waited till 7.20 in the morning to decide these are the ones. But in his head, it's his like spirit day at school. Those are blue. He has to wear blue. He wants everything blue. And like, you can't talk about of it. You can't fucking talk him out of it. He gets, he gets hyper fixated on things. It's wild. I think oh. when- Bro. <laughs> it is. <Bro. laughs>
1: I think when, Bro. when people talk about like, oh, enjoy this age, you'll miss it. I think it's like because you have new problems and you got used to the old problems. Yeah. So it's like when underwear was a problem and then, you know, a year from now when it's he's I'm just going to use an example. I don't think Lincoln would hit people, but maybe his thing is hitting people at school and people are like, Oh, don't you miss the days when he was little and it was just about underwear, you know? So like, I think that's what people mean when like they say that because there are always obstacles that you're going to fight, you know, totally. there's always going to be something. But I think also it seems like such a simpler time when you fight about underwear, when they get older and the topics are, you know, sex and drugs and you're like, oh, I I wish I it was back to the days where I could turn on cartoons and sit there for a minute with them and the fight was about underwear. So like, it doesn't, I don't mean to lessen your problems because I remember frustration, you know, like those days of like, just put your shoes on. It shouldn't take 20 minutes. I want to leave the house, you know, and being tired, so tired. So like I'm so not less in your problems any so whatsoever. Tired. It's just that the problems change. So like you want to go back to like the simpler times.
0: Hey, but if, yeah. It's drugs think- and alcohol, bring it on. I could talk about that all day long, but you throw on a fucking fit about underwear? Nope. Don't have time for it.
1: You well, think you think like I thought that too, especially because when I had kids I was a teenager, you know? So I was like, "Oh, I can totally handle that." But then when you're, you know, when it's actually your kid and the person using the drugs is a kid you watched grow up, and now you have to decide, do I let my kid go to a house party with that kid? It, you know, and once it gets more personal and really, like, you know... And more then, dangerous. Yeah, and more dangerous and more, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Then it becomes, like, shit. Just you know, just I. I I thought that too. I thought, oh, I'm so ready for like, you think that you can fool me? I was sneaking out two years ago. So let's see you try. But yeah, now it's been, you know, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> so
0: like, <laughs>
1: it's a little different now.
0: <laughs> well, and just like the stress it puts on your marriage too. Like the the constantly arguing with a five-year-old is, and not even arguing, the he's learning. I understand intellectually what's happening. He's learning his boundaries. He's learning what he's capable of. He's really, he's flexing his independence to see what he can do without us and what he still needs us for. And he wants to do everything independently. So the always running late, the constant fight over literally everything to get this kid like ready to go someplace, even when it's a place he wants to go. It's like to go hang out with his friend and it's an argument from beginning to end. And just like the constant tension, it's fucking stressful. Like it shouldn't, but when I get to work, I'm like, "Huh, oh. <laughs> who's going to come hammer me today with your guys' bullshit?" Now, <laughs> like, but at least there, they all have to listen. They're paid to listen to me. There, not a damn person. Yeah, nobody's throwing separate
1: like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I miss that. I miss them. that about being able to leave home and go deal with somebody else's problems instead
0: of my own
1: mm-hmm. like i miss that so much and they were adult problems you know mm-hmm. it wasn't kid problems
0: but but he's a, yeah he, it is getting better this week was better i don't want to just talk shit about him he like was transitioning better he woke up in better moods like he is doing better this week so there's like a light at the end of the tunnel but it's been a month it's been a full month of this
1: yeah i think it's stressful <laughs> in marriages too when you don't agree you know, you both, you both have that kid. That kid is equally shared between you. So when you completely don't agree on something about parenting that child, where you're just like at an impasse because you're like, we've talked this to death and we don't agree on how to handle this situation, that sucks. And that puts so oh. much stress on your marriage because even though you both have like the kid's best interest at heart, a hundred percent, you both think that what you're he is the right way to do it. You go to bed going
0: to the present your, your country has Wi-Fi thing. just this completely is, cut out. It's got, it's got, it's got yeah. Yeah.
1: Am I good now? Yeah. I was just saying, you go to bed at night having, you know, laying next to the person and knowing that you have a completely different view on this, like, topic and it, it sucks. It puts a little wedge between you. You know, and those things can build up. So yeah, it's it's stressful on marriage too.
0: We haven't hit one of those obstacles yet, but Lex bears the brunt of Lincoln because I leave for work at 6 30 in the morning and I don't get home till 6 30 at night. So she has the responsibility of like getting him ready every day. She picks him up, she deals with him like and those first transitions, getting him ready for school and then getting him home are the most difficult on him. So by the time I walk in, she's crying like at her wits end he's crying like every everybody's in tears and then I'm just like okay (laughs) like uh all right let's see how we can handle this and then it, it so I know she's I know she doesn't like resent me for not being there because it's just how my job is I'm not like intentionally not there to help her but it's hard because I I know she feels like you don't understand my frustration because I deal with this 10 times more than you do. So it's real easy for you to walk in and be calm and talk to him. And like, everything's cool, but I've already been fighting with him for two hours, you know? So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially The same thing with being
1: a stay at home mom is because mm-hmm. it's, you know, I've got the kid all day. So then when you come in and you've got, you know, three hours with them at night, and weekends if you don't if we don't have plans that separate us. So when you come in and you say something about like, oh, that's not okay, let's do it this way. It's hard to not be the the main parent and go, "No, bro, I already got this. We're doing yeah. it this way." <laughs> you have to like step back and go, "Right, you're the parent too. I have to, you know, I have to let you parent too." So that yeah, that's hard too. And especially mm-hmm. when it's not the way I would do it. So mm-hmm. I have to like walk away and be like, "Yeah, okay." Mm -hmm. you you go ahead and do that.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't think Lex, I don't do everything the way she does and she doesn't do everything the way I do, but I firmly believe that Lincoln will benefit from that. Like, I think it's good for kids to see that there's more than one way to approach certain situations. And I'm not like, I'm not trying to hate on my wife at all. She does an amazing job with our son. Like I know this, these last few weeks have been exceptionally hard on her because she, she's trying to get ready for work also and get him out the door and like do all of these things in finding like the right combination of how can we do this? That it's not a huge argument every morning where I'm like dragging you to school in your pajamas and making you brush your teeth in the parking lot. Like navigating those things is difficult. Luckily for us, he like has a healthy fear slash respect of his teacher. so like. Oh, I told him this morning because I work from home on Friday. So I was here and I was like, Lincoln, if you don't get ready, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to call Mrs. Bowden and tell her that you're not coming to school and that you didn't do your homework. Oh, my God. This kid was like, close your eyes. I'll I'll get I'll get dressed as fast as you've ever seen. Like that. He was like on it. So it's fine. But I don't want to threaten him all the time. Like I want him to just get ready because that's what we need him to do. Yeah. Um, it's hard Yeah, though, but you only
1: have to threaten that a few times before it's, okay, I got to get ready because, where well, you don't have to say it. It'll just be a thing. Mm-hmm. If I don't get ready, I don't get to go to school. My teacher's going to be mad or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. have feelings about it. So, like, do
0: what you got to do. I knew do. everyone was kind of like, the teacher he has, people were like, oh, she's really strict, blah, blah, blah. I was stoked about that, though, because Lincoln functions well in structure like he just does. And yeah, she's not I I mean, I went to open I went to parent teacher night and open house and everything. She's strict, but she's nice. Like she just she's been doing this for 30 something years. She just has. You gotta be with with right. There's 22 of those little assholes running around like and she doesn't have kids. So she doesn't like, she doesn't give in to the nonsense, yep. <laughs> but she, I mean, she's very, she's very kind. I should say she's just, she's got her rules. Like she, if you're t- Lincoln got a tardy last week because he wouldn't leave the house, wouldn't leave the house. Lex drug him to school in his pajamas and and brought his clothes with him trying to get him dressed in the parking lot. And he just like refused. So he was late and Miss Bowden shut the door in his face. So you got to go to the office. You're tardy nice but i mean those things he doesn't realize it now that's life bro like no that's a good teacher (laughs) yeah she saw you coming and she still shut the door like that's how life works yeah (laughs) like you you can't be late to stuff especially like school and jobs and you know like that's that's how it works and then you're embarrassed walking in late like He had to turn in his homework aside from all the other kids. Like that shit works on Lincoln though. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. He doesn't want to be the bad kid. We did find out though. So I think this leads to his like breakdowns at night, even more that he is a sweet baby angel at school and daycare. And he's so helpful and does all of the things and always helps clean up and is so nice and thoughtful. I think he holds it together that's exactly what it is 10 hours and then he just loses it when he finally sees one of us like he doesn't have to hold it together anymore you're Um, a safe
1: space they told me that when kira was
0: little yeah so he's so well behaved all day long that then he's just like fucking frat boy style when he comes home like yeah
1: it was kira's was with stress it was like she would get home and she would be so overwhelmed with like homework and chores and whatever that she would cry. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've got to talk to her teachers. And her teachers would all say the same thing. They would all say, she is amazing. She gets everything turned in. She's helpful. She's like, we have no problems. And I'm like, man, she's so stressed out at home that like, I don't understand. And that's exactly what they told me. They said, we, I put her in a worry group in through our health insurance. And they said, She's holding it together all day that when she gets to her safe place at home, she can melt down and be overwhelmed. And I'm like, damn water sign
0: kids, man. They're so sensitive. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I told your wife the other day, I said, honestly, when the girls were really little and I was overwhelmed, I used to watch John and Kate plus eight and nanny nine one one. When I would put the girls to bed, those were my comfort shows because uh John and kate was eight if kate can do it with eight kids i can do it with two and she was so structured and so like this has to be like perfect all the time that i would be like okay i'm not like that so like but i would you know it would make me feel better because yeah. i'd be like okay i need a little bit more structure i need to do these things and then nanny 911 i'd be like i'd watch it and be like well thank god that's not my kid But I would also pick up on how she dealt with things because she was very structured, too. Yeah. And those are my two, like, comfort shows that I would watch and be like, okay, I'm doing okay as a parent.
0: (laughs) You want to do Space Corner, Jewel?
1: Watch Shameless. You'll
0: feel like you're the best parent in the whole world. Right? (laughs) You'll feel like a freaking superstar. (laughs) Listen, like I told Lex the other day, I, I, I told her you have to stop being so hard on yourself. Like you keep forgetting this is your first time doing any of this too. This is your first time having a kindergartner and it's his first time being a kindergartner. It's your first time learning how to manage, because in Lexi's head, because of her line of work, she manages all these other kids. Why can't she figure out like how to handle her own? And I'm like, because he's yours. Like those yeah. kids don't talk to you the way that Lincoln taught, talk- like, your job, you're too close to the situation. It's the same reason doctors can't operate on family members. And like, as a therapist, you can't see someone that you should know or you're close to. Like you have to give yourself a little bit of leeway though, because we're all figuring this out. And one day Lincoln's going to realize that we don't know everything and that we I'm sure have fucked him up somehow already. And like, he can talk to his therapist about that. Yeah, but I remember explaining it to my oldest
1: when she was 15, 16. This is my first time parenting a teenager, too. Mm-hmm. I know this is your first time being 16. This is your first time going on a date. This is your first time going to a school dance. This is your first, all your first too. This is my first time having to parent a kid that is going to their first house party. And I'm going to do so- some shit wrong. Right. So I'm just doing my best and you're just doing your best and we're working together. And she got it. She was very like, right. And she's tried to explain it to my youngest before about like, mom is just a girl too. You need to like, think about it. Like mom is just a person that had kids that is going through life just like you are. Mm -hmm. And like for her to realize that like, shit, I didn't realize that until I was like in my 20s. And the truth
0: is, you know, we're not going to know what works or doesn't work until it's way too late. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to know if we did any damage until the damage is done. Yep. Because if I thought I was damaging him, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> we're just doing our best.
1: We're all going around doing our best. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Joel, let's hear your space corner. Space corner. I don't know if you guys seen that Russia and India were basically racing each other to see who was gonna get to the moon. Yeah. That Russia's little rover that they sent up there. Um, it was gonna be the first time any country has ever done a controlled landing on the south side of the moon. Um, and Russia was supposed to beat India by one day, but theirs crashed. And then India the next day landed theirs. Very which cool. I think is cool. We're going to start getting pictures and stuff of uh, the south side of the moon, which I think is exciting. And I also think it's cool that we beat Russia. Or we didn't, but India did. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, really, one day? Okay, petty. Like, we'll see what happens when you rush, though. Crashing the moon. Yeah. Right, right. You might as right. We'll do there. it right. Right. <laughs> they, they crash it. They said that they're... The some maneuver that it was supposed to perform when it was um, landing, the maneuver didn't go properly or whatever. So it crashed. Um, What was the other thing that I want to talk about? Oh, that rumor that's going around that Neptune's leaving our solar system. The point that it's point zero, that there's like a big star flying by it or something like that. and It's knocking it off. It's access point zero one, and that's not true. Neptune has shifted, but it's only pushing it closer to the sun. Um, they said that the only way Neptune would ever leave um our galaxy is if something huge came and knocked it away. And how they're it would take billions and billions of years, and they're like, the sun's gonna engulf the earth before anything like that happens. Yep. So that's basically never going to happen, but yeah, there's a rumor going around. I think CNN posted it that it's .01 off its axis, and it's going to like leave, which is just not true, so I wanted to debunk that for everybody. Yep. The sun's eventually going to eat the earth. Yeah, that's what they say. In billions and billions of years, yes, the sun is eventually going to engulf the earth, so... All well, all essentially that. the sun's going to, it keeps expanding to the point where it's going to explode. And when it explodes, it's going to burn up the earth. We're going to look like mercury. So. Only if we don't do it 1st hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, earth won't die. Humans, humans might, but the earth won't. It'll, well, it'll re, it'll heal itself essentially. Yeah. But. You know what? Maybe next time around, we'll do a better job. You can't do much worse. (laughs) Because that's the thing about science, right? Like, even if the human species died out as we know it now, it would come back because of how science works. So something would survive. Humans would evolve again. And maybe the next time we would do it better. I sure hope so. All I know is the Earth will kill humans off before we kill the Earth. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna kill ourselves way before. Way oh, for we sure. We yeah yeah back. yeah yeah for sure. If we don't if we don't get our act together and get in line, the Earth's just gonna eat us. Nom nom nom. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Pac Man. Um, okay, uh, that's it for us this week, guys. Um have a great weekend. Have the best weekend available to you anyway. And have the weekend you deserve. <laughs> or that. And hey, next time we talk to you, it'll officially be September. I hope the starts, I hope it starts cooling the fuck down. I am melting well out here. It's Same. starting to cool down here next week. But then it's cool back down up. here next week too, but then it shoots back up. Mm. Yep. Next yeah. week where I work, it's going to be 72 degrees.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm sure right. it'll stay 95
0: here, but I love that's that. That's why video. you got to pay to live there. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like over a hundred degrees for like three weeks. We've been at like one I have not been that hot so. here. 85% humidity. Like people are literally dying oh, out thanks. here from the heat. Like people are having heat strokes. I was inside the lobby today at the jail. A girl just passed out. The ambulance had to come. Like, it is so hot. If you are not taking care of yourself and drinking water and trying to wear cooler clothes and sitting in air conditioning when you can, like, people are falling out around here.
1: That's why it's cheap to
0: live there. It's crazy. Have you guys seen those TikToks where um, it's like showing pictures of California it's like ew why do you live in California and they show like pictures of the ocean and like the mountains and stuff and it's like because you can't get this view in Wisconsin Karen
1: (laughs) also okay so we had our hurricane did you guys see all the TikToks of people having hurricane parties I was like that is the most California thing I've ever seen they're holding a wave
0: yeah I saw the TikToks warehouses
1: so that they're all together when the the hurricane hits because mm-hmm. they don't think it's going to do anything.
0: And all the people that they're like, yeah, there's going to be a hurricane here by this time. People are like, hey, you want to go to the beach today? <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, the surf was so good. Yeah. Yeah. unfaced <laughs> like, Yeah. Totally people unfazed. riding their fucking paddle boards in the like flooded streets and stuff. It's, it was so California to just yeah. um, be such like not giving a fuck assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So California. So California. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Fierce Fem Media.